Hi there. This is Gary Van Warmerdam. And this is Ava Baronius. That's Ava Baronius. And I'm with the Awareness and Consciousness podcast from pathwaytohappiness.com. And I'm here for the Uncover You podcast. Should we flip that around? Should I be here for the Awareness and Consciousness podcast? I'm a guest on the Uncover You podcast, which Mm. I'm going to hijack a copy of and post on my (laughs) feed. (laughs) Nicely done. Clever. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guest in your world, so thank you. For yeah, but um, in. in the world of in the world of the podcast, but also in the world of relating and relationship, I feel that that's very much uh, a shared world. It was a, it was a multi dimensional meeting. Yeah. So this episode is about relationship connection. The second. Yeah. Yeah. On relationship connection. And uh, last time we talked about the troubles and drama people get into, what that mm. kind of looks like, feels like, as if they probably don't know. The quote unquote normal. <laughs> that we'll call normal. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, we defined as normal. Drama. But also what it looks like a lot in the full, world. Full of illusion. Society. Yeah. Yeah. And by what it looks like, hopefully, including the like, the important part of what it feels like, although that's harder to kind of, it's like, Oh, here, notice this feeling, but yeah. Can give people clues to these. These are probably the feelings. The contraction, the confusion, <clears throat> the mistrust, the Frust- frustration, annoyance, yeah, shutting down, numbing out, feeling like you have to defend yourself, feeling like the partner is the enemy or yeah. In this episode, we want to talk more about, the different version, the abnormal mm. conscious relationship connection, being present. Uh, what's possible when you aren't doing the drama, toxic relationship through the belief system programs of the ego, and you can connect more to conscious human to conscious human, heart to heart, and have a mm. conversation there. So that's in the category of what's possible. I'm intrigued. I'm I'm in for this conversation. You got um, me hooked <laughs> with that opening. And then maybe some coverage of, oh, you might be trying to do it this way or that way. And here's some stumbling things you may be stumbling over if you're trying mm. these approaches, mm. you know, to fix yourself or fix them and make it better. And <laughs> that causes trouble with through good intentions. Or you 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 read the book about relationship and now you're trying to apply that blueprint and yeah might be missing some stuff yeah so those are the two big topics yeah uh, but I want to hear from you first because you talked a little bit about relationship being kind of the whole picture so many things to you about life yeah and. Uh, relating, being kind of everywhere. Yeah. Yes, it's more and more as I'm doing this work and as I'm teaching this work, there's the sense I've been even thinking about. Maybe that's the that's that's the name of this work. Maybe I'll 
you know, change my my business name or something to 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 relational alchemy. It's like changing how we relate to things. And I had a podcast episode just a few weeks back about how do you relate to money, time, and attention? Or uh, actually, I think it, I called it. Yeah, no, that was it. And. Everything is about relating. What is your relationship to your mind? What is your relationship to your emotional reactions? If we play with the idea that at the core of it, you are consciousness, you are conscious awareness. Like when you drop through the layers of the mind and the physical body, like what is here? And in that space... There's so many things that are occurring in our human experience because we are also here having a human experience. We are also humans. So there are emotions and there are reactions and we can try and go the spiritual ego way and say, I'm above all that. I don't have that. Um, Don't, you know, don't get bothered by any of that. But for me, it's part of the beauty of being here, of actually having the human experience. <laughs> I mean, we can, we know we're consciousness after, if we do the practice of connecting with consciousness. And at the core of it, at the heart of it, consciousness knows it's consciousness. It was doing that for a long time, for, for eternity. It is doing that for an eternity. But But how I feel about it is like, well, consciousness is also here to have a different experience. It's here to have the experience of being limited, of being small, of feeling isolated, (laughs) of feeling separate from other things. Because that's kind of new and novel to to consciousness. This all-encompassing, limitless field So to have the experience of relating to something else, of feeling itself as separate from something, and then relating to that, like it's it's kind of a thrill. It's an adventure. And when I tap into that feeling, it's 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 very interesting to relate. How am I relating to the emotional reactions showing up in me? How am I relating to my mind program and my inner judge? Am I trying to get it, have it go away? This, this word relating seems a little abstract. What is relating? What, what are you doing when you're relating? What is the meaning of that word for you? How am I meeting something? How am I talking to it? How am I welcoming it or trying to push it away so it's basically someone shows up at my door Mm -hmm. knocking at the door and how am I opening the door or am I opening the door it's basically like what tone of voice am I using what how am I softening in my body or am I so it's kind of what what program am I in this is a bad thing this shouldn't be here this should go away. I don't want to have this experience. Or is it a welcoming of the experience and like, 
hmm, curious, what is this about? I want to explore this. I want to have this experience. So in that you're, you're creating your half of the relationship, you're creating your experience and how you show up and relate to whatever's outside. Yes. And you probably are going to get a different response and a different outcome. Your, your stimulus. Now you are the stimulus to their reaction, their response. Yeah. So now, okay, you it go, they go in a different direction, but you're, you're like, how you do that is a, it's a conscious choice. Then if you're consciously aware of it, you're like, Oh, am I doing this? Or am I doing that? Am I, and yeah. And changing that's not, your relationship. That's not how house. I started doing. Yes. But that's not how I started doing this work. <laughs> I started doing it by, I need to change this going on inside of me. I need to change my reactions. I need to change my thoughts. I need to change my beliefs. Like, ah. Yeah. Which I later understood, well, that's part of a mind program that wants to fix it because it can't stand the experience of depression or anxiety or a panic attack. Like it doesn't, uh, it's afraid of it. But the but the paradox is, of course, when I relate like you talked about, when I relate differently to these emotional reactions, to the suffering it starts changing too. So for me, this is much more about many people step into the self-mastery work thinking it's about controlling and changing. But for me, it's a lot about changing your own relationship to everything that's going on. And with that, it can change. Well, how you say when you change, how you change it to how, change it to what, so it changes. Of course, then you try and change, get do that so you can change it. <laughs> now you're relating it with it. Oh, I'm going to show up this way so I can control it. If I'm loving Instead and welcoming of, of it, it will change. That's the so, new yes. plan for fixing it. Yeah. So you still have the intent to change it. So it's kind yeah. of like catch 22, the, the Buddhist meditation. Okay. I want you to uh, give up on desire. Yeah. And then your conundrum is like, okay, so now I want to give up desire. Now I have the desire to give up desire. Like, oh, I'm screwed again. Yes. There I am <laughs> right? in the trap. So I'm, I, yeah, there I am in the trap. So, yeah, you try and change your relationship to emotions and drama yeah. and behaviors uh, so you can no longer desire to change them and with the intent then hope that they'll change. The way the way I go about it and the way how I guide others is to have the experience. When you have, it's not, this is not a concept for, for the mind. I mean, it helps having the concept so you can bring the mind on board with you on this journey but it's the direct experience of yourself as consciousness that will ground you into this. Because when you start exploring that and when you start feeling that, yes, you can start tapping into the thrill of being here as a human <laughs> and like, Ooh, it's actually interesting to have the experience of anxiety or have the experience of contraction it's like ooh. from here it's a thrill i'm not operating from a part of my mind that is afraid of that that thinks it means i'm gonna die or i won't be loved so to summarize it it's like you're you are relating to these parts of you from love from expansion from curiosity rather than survival fear so you're changing your 
belief system from operating from fear to operating from love. Yeah, that to a person listening to this podcast for the first time probably sounds crazy. So, and impossible and not at all what they want. (laughs) Yeah. And at the same time, maybe intriguing. (laughs) 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 If you're anything, if you're anything like me, a little crazy like me, then like, yes, you want to change the suffering, but you're also like intrigued when you hear something that is, doesn't make sense to the mind. It's like, uh, wait a minute, what is this? But yeah, this is not something that, I got the experience of or or was thinking that I wanted when I started out doing this work. So no, no, you you had no. to make a lot of peace with yourself before you could enjoy those things. Yes. So this this has to do, okay, so this has to do with how you relate to yourself. Does that have any bearing on the relationship connection with another person because this is actually what the podcast is about so if you can tie this together it'd be helpful we don't have to edit that piece out Mm, good so um bringing this all together yes i think i mentioned it in the last episode of your your ability to relate to others your capacity of relating to others with love with compassion with presence is going to be a direct reflection of how capable you are of relating to yourself, your own inner world, your own reactions, your own ego mind, your the characters, the subpersonalities of your ego mind, um, what emotions you're able to hold space for and meet and be accepting and compassionate about in others. It's going to be a reflection of what kind of emotions you can stand. <laughs> In yourself. So, yes, relating with others is, is a direct reflection of the relationship with yourself, with your own human, with your mind and emotions. Yeah, how present you can be with others is function of how present you can be with yourself is how I put that. I, 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 I tend to avoid that word reflection because people will abstractly mm. interpret different meanings to it. Yeah. You know, and so I want to make it simpler and clearer. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're connected to, we're, we're part of this universe. We're interacting in it all the time. Everything is a, is a stimulus, you know, experiential response to everything we express and touch and say and feel and the world and things come back to us and, so yeah, that's life. And we we only experience <laughs> things that we resist or that have friction, you know? Mm-hmm. So how do we engage in things? You know, if we're traveling through empty space, we touch nothing, we feel nothing. Yeah. So you know, yeah, having a human form is is a way to experience something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked about the different, the normal version, which is the normal drama making my version of relationships. Yeah. 
what's a different paradigm? What are we talking about when we, for, for you, we're talking, well, let's say consciously connecting relationship, where I don't know if we have a name for it, consciously mm. present relationship, mm. where you're with a self-mastery approach, you're choosing what kind of relationship you want mm. to create and create it. Yeah, I think what's one of the possi- what's possible there. What are the experiences yeah. there? So that we like, okay, we know what normal is. What's yep. abnormal, weird? That's different. Supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural, yeah. Yes. Um, I think for me, one really big piece to that, and we will we'll have to dissect this into more and more tangible pieces, but it is that the relationship is not any longer a place to survive in, <laughs> to, to protect yourself in. Like when you're in survival state, basically, you're protecting yourself from pain and hurt and you're walking on eggshells and you're being careful. Or maybe you're in the relationship because, you know, um, it feels more safe to be in a relationship. You, your, your parts... Uh, your ego mind and, and the hurt part feels more safe. Like, yes, we need to be here. There's a clinging, there's a neediness, there's an attachment to it. I need to have the house and the car and I need someone here to, to provide for me or uh, I need someone around so that I feel loved and to approve me. And um, so for me, that's the, that's the survival state. And instead then, now in what is possible, in this heart-centered connection with someone else. Now your relationship becomes a place for growth, for expansion. So you're moved from that, you know, surviving to thriving. This is a place where you get to grow. This is a place where you'll get to let go of old layers. It's a place where you get to heal, but also a place where you get to explore new iterations of yourself to experience things that you wouldn't on your own because now you have another heart another soul another energy body to connect with and experience from so that's that's the overarching thing for me i think like what is possible it's to be in a relationship where you're not trying to survive where you're not operating from fear you're operating from love and expansion and it can take you places that you maybe wouldn't go by yourself or I mean will take you places that you wouldn't go by yourself meaning both in beautiful experience but both in heart connection connection experiences both in mind-blowing experiences and new perspectives and feeling feeling at home, feeling connected, feeling nurtured, Loved feeling nourished, yes. Which is a beautiful experience in itself, especially when it's not coming from fear. Oh, oh man, I have to have it or else. Now it's like, whoo, fully go into the experience. And having it. 
you mentioned growth a couple of times and it made me realize that I recollected, you know, I used to have this paradigm. It's like, well, I'm not ready for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to go fix myself. And subconsciously that probably meant, you know, I need to be like perfect or near perfect, you know, belief system, because then somebody will want me and I'll be good enough or something like that. And, you know, I had to do my growth and then I'd be ready to show up and have the kind of relationship I wanted. And you're talking about this other paradigm. It's like, you know, we show up as a work in progress. Yeah. You say, I'm a human being, I'm growing, I'm developing. Uh, I don't have it all figured out. I'm working through my belief system, my emotions, my baggage, what have you. But I'm consciously cleaning up my mind and my fears and my false beliefs. Yeah. And that I don't have to be finished with that to show up with a person, but I can consciously do that in relationship and say, hey, I'm on this journey as a work in progress, you know, to become a better version of myself that I haven't even imagined, you know, the final outcome yet, but I'm working on the next two or three iterations I can see out there that far. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, yeah, what we're talking about here, I think, is will you go on that journey with me? You know, I'm going to unravel things and let it go, and I'm going to become a new person. Do you want to join me in that process mm-hmm. as a work in progress and share and nurture that consciousness expansion? Yeah. And that's very different than how we we talked about the old version of where you're like, Hey, here's the best version of myself. Don't see this other stuff. Just love and appreciate that image I'm projecting and and don't notice my baggage. And please don't mention it. Uh, You know, cause I'm, cause I'm, I'm in denial of it myself, Mm -hmm. you know? So this is a very different, this is a much more honest and, and more vulnerable approach to a relationship version that's uh, truthful and honest truthful and honest and it does something how when we're truthful and honest yeah now we're taking off the masks now we're not relating trying to relate from the from the mind from the mind programs we're dropping into a deeper layer of ourselves yeah we've got a chance human heart to human heart Mm. soul to soul as opposed through these belief system ego programs dragging humans along yeah yeah yeah, to to you in your experience because i know you tried you tried both versions and and all versions in between (laughs) (laughs) the suffering versions and the like okay here's a more consciously present version the suffering slash fairy tale version yeah yeah What, what is your experience of the difference like what is your experience of what is possible what does that feel like for you when you're like uh dropping into that place of relating to someone from the heart then what happens well certainly there's been amazing beautiful experiences and yet when you ask me what's possible I don't know yet how far it can go. Mm. 
now. But I can say that, you know, for, like, give you an example, like, partners showing up with their stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and in my, my old paradigm, even like, oh, I want to do, I want to have a conscious relationship, but my, my version of it was my partner needs to show up and with their bag and say, Hey Gary, Hey, I have this anger and resentment and it's over here. And I, uh, you know, and I'm working it out in here. Let me talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. And as pleasant a voice like that, that's how I <laughs> wanted it to be. Right. <laughs> okay. And I thought that would be a way to do a conscious relationship. But unfortunately the reality is when say anger and resentment show up, mm. it shows up, you know, as chaos uncontrolled, you know, it's like it usually arrives unannounced, <laughs> uninvited, yeah. you know, it doesn't show up in a nice, well-contained box with, with, you know, warning labels on it about, you know, Hey, this is how you open it. This is how you work through it. No, it just like, it hits you. Yeah. And so it didn't fit my model. And so learning to go, Oh, this is okay. Gary, don't withdraw, (laughs) you know, which was a program of mine. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this. I want to get away. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that was my defense strategy. Flight. Shut down, shut, shut down, <laughs> shut down, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I had to get over that program, mm-hmm. become aware that I was doing it, mm-hmm. get over that program, and then show up and go, okay, well, I don't need to be afraid of their anger and their resentment. And I was like, how big can I make my love and presence while they're in that? Mm-hmm. Was like, that became my growth challenge. Mm-hmm. They're anger, they're resentful, or whatever. How big can I make my love and presence and engage and put my attention right there? I was like, that was not appealing to my programs. Okay. But I was like, well, here's my wall. Here's my boundary of how much I can love. Right? Here's where I'm holding it back. And I'm like, well, let's go push it out a little further and see what happens. Let's go push it out a little further. And uh, so to bring kind of love and presence to the storm of things and go, whoa, well, that's a totally way different way to, to show up and relate to this person. And I like it. That was, <laughs> that was the big surprising thing. I'm like, I like it. Yeah. Oh, they're they're in resentment and anger. They're doing whatever. Like, great. I'm still happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that. And there's 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 different versions of that because you can do that with someone who's like now more pissed off at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because you're not following the program routine that they want you to follow. Or there's somebody else like afterwards that go, wow, thank you. I needed to really vent that out. And now I can see the layers underneath and I can own those. Yeah. So then like, you know, you know, there's different versions of one's a transformative process where they Mm. get to vent it off. They get to figure it out. And now they let that go. And so it's like, okay, we won't do that piece anymore. Mm -hmm. 
in the first version, the drama version is, yeah, you can show up and be all loving. And that person's still going to be angry and resentful because they haven't worked through the layer and they have no intention to because. It's just a loop. It's you know, just they're, repeating they're, the pattern. Yeah. They feel certain of and absolutely are believing their story. So, <laughs> so then it's like, okay, what environment do I want to be in? What person do I want to be in? But this yeah. is. So there's different versions of that, but like, that's my growth. Even when I don't think I'm the one with the issue, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would normally have normally in the past program, well, they've got an issue and they, you know, need to go solve that. So they bring their anger and resentment, in a nice, pretty box, yeah. you know, and they pleasantly present it to me. Uh, <laughs> with lots of awareness and speaking from lots the of awareness and totally keeping responsibility for it and not putting any over on my half. Yeah. Uh, so since they weren't doing that, they had the problem, but I was like, well, now it's like, here, my partner had my, my new paradigm is like, Hey, my partner has this. Mm-hmm. How do I want to help her? Yeah. How can I support her? What can we do together? What's my half in doing it together? And how do I relate to her when she's feeling that? Yeah. And it's like, that's that's possible and i don't know what's you know what else is possible because i hadn't thought like really you know wasn't on my radar to be doing that you Mm. know in the past so now that's kind of like more normal for me and i'm like well what what else could i change yeah (laughs) yeah so on the so on the question of like what is possible like you said like don't know <laughs> anything might be possible like what 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 else is there yeah. yeah but but for me now just feeling like okay i don't have to do withdraw withdraw mm-hmm. people can show up how they are they can show up with whatever the baggage they have and vent and not have to have it all well organized and mm-hmm. you know and they can be in chaos mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah that's what's happening that's what's happening with human beings. I've been in chaos. I know mm-hmm. what that is. But I, you know, that went with the old paradigm. I need to show up perfect in relationship and only be this way. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, I let go of that a lot, but then I still thought my partner needed to show up perfect and be a certain way in there with their stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, that's got to go too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the next iteration is, but that's the current work in progress version of it. Yeah, and, and and to me that is that is at the heart of it. Like, yeah, what is possible now? You're on an adventure together. You're exploring things. You're exploring like new iterations of yourself. You new iterations of the relationship. It's not a static box to fit. Mm. There, there's growth. There's movement. There's more. What I call it, life. It's life moving through the relationship. It's not a stagnant held energy of like we need to fit it into this box and this is how you need to be and this is how i need to be and um here are the, the two cars and the 2.5 children in in <laughs> the picket fence yeah. or yeah i think a lot of people are want safety in relationships they want the same thing every day all the time they want they want to know what's going to happen what's how their partner is going to be. They want their partner to be consistent all the time, but they yeah. don't realize that they're like, they're sucking the light and they try and be the same fit that image of what they're supposed to be. They don't realize they're sucking the kind of the life force of growth and aliveness 
and love that wants to expand out of any possibility of being there. Yeah. Exactly. And there's that, that's, that's something that I, in, in what is possible and, and how, what does this feel like when you have this heart connected relationship with someone, it feels alive to me. Like that's, it feels alive. It feels present. It feels like it's, it's, you feel like you're right at that. Uh, what do you call it? Malstrom or like that really that current of life. That Instead energy of... rising up through the body with excitement or love and yeah. interest and curiosity and yes, what's next? It feels very awake, very lucid, very uh, very alive. Yeah. And there is, I I love what you touched on, and and I mean it's it's funny because we're, we're also getting a little personal here, huh? Because yeah, we. This is also what we're doing with each other. <laughs> when you talk about third person, what you do with your partner is also it's is what we do with each other and how we practice it and how we experience it together. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to go too far into that, but there's something with there are different aspects of us. There is. And I mean, we talk about this a lot in, in, in being me and there we explore like this, the, the feminine and the masculine qualities, but we don't have to call them feminine and masculine. It can be the part of us that wants truth, freedom, expansion. It's like, and we all have that part and that part of us that archetype inside of us, it's the one that grows from challenges and like being the warrior and rah, going out in the world and taking on the adventure. But we also have the part of us that grows from support, from nurture, from connection. Mm -hmm. And if we're only going one or the other, like only going for the challenges and the wars and the adventures, <clears throat> we might leave that part of us behind that needs to feel fully accepted and loved so it can grow. It will blossom. And it's, it's usually the more emotional side of us. And, and that side, like for me, it is, life is chaos. <laughs> like it is moving in all kinds of directions at all times, in all kinds of expressions in you know the the ugly and the beautiful and the you know and it's all beautiful in that sense the messy and the and the divine and the well put together it's like it's it's all there and it's alive inside of us this messiness this chaos and the question is can we be with that messiness that chaos inside of ourselves and therefore can we be with it in others yeah, you do a really brilliant job in being me of like getting people to embody that kind of attitude towards themselves, that relationship with themselves. And then as you do it as a group process, like show that kind of unconditional acceptance and holding space for each other, you know, so you get people relating that way with each other. 
uh, allowing the the darkness. Say, yeah, it's all there. Being honest, it's all there. Yeah. And accepting it that it's there in ourselves, and then it's accepting it's there in someone else. And that's a different kind of consciousness in relationship that we're talking about in this other paradigm, conscious relationship that is, it allows for the messy. Yes. It says, yeah, the messy is going to be there. It doesn't, your, your stuffed baggage doesn't have to come in a bow with a pr- pretty wrapped box with a bow on it. So that's my baggage over there. No, your baggage comes out in a messy way, mm-hmm. you know, spewing with emotions sometimes. Just like volcanoes and, and tsunamis and, you know, like nature yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like not to think that that's going to be, you know, a tornado in my house, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that level, but, it, but it, the emotional proportions to a person. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but that to, to meet your partner or your child mm-hmm. Or, you know, I talked to, to a woman and her mom is going through dementia and in hospice and then, you know, kind of not really present in her mind and gets angry at nothing and just meeting her with love, mm. you know, like not trying to remind her and get her back to reality and mom's talking nonsense and she's getting angry and you're like, that's great, mom. Mm. Like, so how do you meet that person where they are? with your half being in love. And and then here's the other thing. What is it to be met like that? What is it to be received that way? To let your darkness out. Yeah. Hey, here's my anger and here's something. And somebody just be present with you. You know, I don't think we experience that very often. And so we don't have a model for this kind of relationship connection we actually have to build one trust that it's there trust that we can get there take the idea and then work our way through some steps and practices to then experience it Mm. and go oh my god that was different yes and build the brain waves and practice them until it becomes the new normal because it's not normal it's not even anything that was modeled for me until you know i got into this work and yeah no and i know i mean what happens what you're pointing to is it becomes deeply healing now there's room there's a space to heal both past traumas and things and i'm i'm not saying because this is also a paradigm that i (laughs) hear people like as soon as I find the right partner, everything will, you know, get figured out and all my uh, trauma will get fixed and healed and, mm, and I'll be saved, you know, mm, probably not, you know, it's the, it's, it's the potential for that. But again, it's, it's a relationship. Like, how are you showing up to that? And you still have to do your, your work. And you're building your self-awareness so that you can bring these parts that need healing to the surface mm-hmm. and then letting them be, be held, letting them be present there 
while someone else is present with you. Because if you're not able to go there, like someone else can't drag you there. <laughs> but but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a certain amount of I think there's there's that old narrative paradigm, that archetype fairy tale that someone's gonna rescue us. Yeah. Yeah, someone may show up in a relationship and they love us, mm-hmm. but that's not going to clean up our baggage. That's not going to clean up. That's not going to help us see our lives, our ego, our fears. We still have to work through that emotion. Like they can't work through it for us. So, so it's yeah. like, am I a work in progress? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and how do I transform? Like I got to do my own work. You know, because if you th- if you take that, oh paradigm model like oh somebody's going to save me i'm going to show up and i'll be disappeared right because they're going to unburden me from it that means that they're going to show up with their baggage yes are you going to unburden their baggage and yes. take it off of them yes because you know if you're not doing that then they're not taking <laughs> your baggage off of you yeah. like so uh that model doesn't work as much as we've kind of been trained to unconsciously live it yeah but then instead, when you both are showing up with that intent and 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 knowing the potential of that space that happens when both can show up with compassion, with non-judgment, with um, like being present with their own reactions as they go, as you interact with each other, well, now you've created a space for healing when both of you are bringing presence and awareness with your own stuff so it's it's a very potent it's a very potent place for healing when you can do that for each other but not believing the story that oh it's just on the other one to rescue me here's here's the the catch 22 with that Mm -hmm. You, you probably aren't going to take that leap of faith and like, okay, I'm going to try this kind of conscious awareness, present practice in relationship until you know it will work. Like you're just not going to go risk and like be vulnerable out there. Mm. Yeah. So you know it'll work. Like I want to make get, sh- risking that you'll get judged or criticized and yeah. bring yeah. up that hurt inside of you. Yeah. yeah. So so you need the experience before you trust going there into like that kind of honesty. Yeah. But you don't get the experience until after you've gone there. Mm-hmm. So you have to go there to get the experience, but you won't go there until you get the experience. Ooh. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Right. But so like- that's the catch 22 where you're like, okay, I got to take a leap of faith. I got to trust yeah. that there's a different paradigm for relationship. Yeah, that's going to bring me to connection. It's going to be openness and growth and transformation that I have an experience. I'm going to take this leap of faith and trust that it's possible. So what you're saying is that you you need to leap, otherwise you're just sitting there in your safe box and you're like not getting what you're longing for. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. There was a, a feather I saw in a video podcast. Raul Paul, Raul Paul, mm-hmm. Raul Paul. Anyway, she described it this way. He said, you know, that's, you know, there's, there's your comfort zone. Mm. 
which is you know, what you know. Mm-hmm. And on the edge of that comfort zone is fear. It's because it's like, this is unfamiliar. This is unsafe. I don't know what's going to happen here. Okay. And then there's this other zone where, okay, it's something new. Mm-hmm. Something new is going to happen. It's different. You haven't done this before. You haven't, because you haven't done it, you haven't gotten those results. And it's like, he's like, this other zone, that's where the magic happens. No change occurs in your comfort zone. Yeah. Is that little common <laughs> meme, you know, like here, here's, here's your comfort zone and out there is the magic and you need to step out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And that's, that's uncomfortable. So. Yeah. So I talk about it with an- my clients. Like we're standing at the edge of the map and it's like, you might have a little lighter or a flashlight and you can see parts of the dark areas on the map, but they're like, they're not covered yet. And it's like, yes, it's going to be uncomfortable venturing out in that, in that unknown, in the darkness on the map so that we can mm, <laughs> conquer that territory. It's <laughs> a violent way of saying it, but that we can feel more comfortable in these other areas yeah. of doing things. Yeah, we draw the map. So I don't know if we're if we're getting away from the topic here, but no, we're not. We're not getting away from the topic. It's it's right there, but it, like things that are possible. Yeah. Can we summarize this a little bit because we've been going on tangents now? But are is there a, a list of summary? It's woven. No, there's not a list of summary, <laughs> but there's a there's a there's a a different. Uh, so off the top of my head, so so there's a there's this kind of heartfelt connection you can have in a relationship mm. where whether it's your partner or you as a parent for your child or a friend, mm-hmm. a roommate, somebody you're friends with, you want to have a deeper, more meaningful connection. You want to sort out something with your sibling. It doesn't it doesn't have, it can be it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. Mm-hmm. Like you want to clear up something with your sibling or a parent where you can show up more open and honest and they can show up more open and honest and you can dissolve the ego fear-based belief systems of and 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 just step out of the attack and defend conversations Mm -hmm. get to the core of what is the real limiting belief what's the real stuck emotion and if you're holding space for yourself and for them and they're holding space for you and for themselves, you can get to these layers and transform these things that are in the way of a heart-to-heart relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. By showing up and being consciously present. Yeah. And attention to these obstacles that are in the way. Because that will transform then the words you use, the emotions you feel. And you'll show up differently and you'll relate to them differently and they will respond to you differently and you'll live in a different paradigm. And that paradigm is kindness and loving and has empathy and compassion and understanding and is where you will feel very accepted by them Mm. if they're meeting you that way and you accept them just the way they are. Uh, 
And you can do so because you've got enough space to hold for yourself the love, even if they are in the midst of some storm and chaos. Yeah. And vice versa. They can hold space and be ready and just hold space while you unload because they know how to be present with themselves in the midst of that storm and chaos. And so that's a completely different way of people being in the world that eh, it's not what I see on the news. Okay. But it's what's possible. Yeah. That's my summary. Yeah. No, that's a really good summary because it's, it really points to what happens when you show up in that way or what can happen. And also I think a point to make or something to to really mention or emphasize is it gives you that thing that a part of you is longing for. It gives you that feeling of connection. It gives you that feeling of being connected to other people because many of us are feeling isolated, are feeling disconnected. It's just it's just a feeling inside of like. Uh, isolation, not feeling others, not feeling life, not feeling yourself. Kind of being numbed out. Numbed out and just feeling connected to others, feeling the love for them and feeling their love for you. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to experience. So it's like, what is possible? It's that heart openness, not just with yourself, but with others. It's deep trust. It's deep intimacy. You're getting to know someone underneath the layers of conditioning. And you're like, it's, for me, it's being in awe (laughs) of another person and um, of, of, of life and how it expresses through them. Mm-hmm. becomes this work of art that you're looking at and that you get to experience that you get to be next to and 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 yes it's it's a gift yeah and i mean there's so many other things i mean i don't think we should with, withhold the information that like sexual intimacy can is so much more fulfilling and beautiful from here when you feel that heart connection and when you share that love with each other in that way. So it's like, has all these dimensions to it that kind of opens up where you get to experience different things that's like really wondrous about life. And we don't mm-hmm. tend to, in that normal, quote unquote, normal version, the Maya matrix version, it's like we're missing out on the magic. We're missing out on the wondrous yeah. parts of life. This being with its soul and spirit and nervous system and emotions and mind and imagine it's capable of so much pleasure and enjoyment. Yes. Yeah. This way, how far can that go when we get all those things and all those energies and intent lined up in that direction? Yes. Yeah. So. Because I I don't know the limits of that possibility. I'm still exploring. (laughs) I just want to keep going and maybe there are no limits. I'll just keep going. It's a good motivation, though. More, more pleasure and enjoyment, and love. We wanted, we wanted to get okay. So, so to help explore some of these conversations, we are going to do a workshop to kind of how to facilitate conversations 
that bring you into connection and trust. Yes. And openness. Yes. Uh, we're going to do a workshop with that. So do we say any more about that? It's upcoming in next month. Yeah, it will happen in the middle of January. You can get in there already now, reserve your spot. But I think I want to emphasize that it's going to be very hands-on. It's going to be practicing. Like, let's practice relating with someone, <laughs> with each other. <laughs> as as much as we as much as we can do on Zoom. Yes. For everybody. Yes. But then take these tools. You show up with your partner. You know, each take it. And then go practice with each other or your roommate or a friend or yeah, or uh, the cashier at the grocery store yeah. or you know, whoever yeah. or it is. Just, or just take it for yourself and go practice in your life. Yeah. So that you're like, okay, now this is something that when I meet somebody I'm interested in, I want to have these kinds of conversations. So I really yes. get to know them. So I feel more confident yeah. in what I that I can bring my half of that. Yeah. And know how to do that because it's not it's not theory. I mean, <laughs> it's about embodying it. It's about practicing it and getting into it into your body and your heart. And and it's gonna feel strange in the beginning because it's new. So that's why let's practice it again and again. That's how you get out of your comfort zone and make the magic happen. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So another thing we wanted to cover is. People are probably trying to get there. Yeah. Uh, they've read the books. They're applying whatever, you know, through their judge and victim, their ego, getting there. Yeah. But they probably aren't getting there. Yes. Why is I, that? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of this out there and it, it's, oh, it's our minds, our beautiful, beautiful minds that are playing tricks on us. Because again, that uncomfortable place of being in like, I don't know this. This is new to me. The mind writer want to say, I know this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I got it. I totally get this. That, that's, that's a more uh, automated response that we have in the mind. So when we read a book about something about conscious relating and about how to do relationship or active listening or nonviolent communication or whatever it is, and we're like, I totally get this. Yes. I totally do this or I'm practicing it. So it's that denial part of ourselves of protection in our ego mind that says like, I, t- I, I am a great partner. I'm totally doing this without really exploring and showing up with this beginner's mindset of like, Hmm, let me really look at what I'm doing and let me see if there's anyone out there who's got a different, paradigm so yeah i think the mind is tricking us into believing that we are doing things but as soon as it's saying that we're kind of limiting ourselves and saying well i already got it figured out there's nothing for me to learn or nothing for me to practice so i think that's that's a piece to it yes yeah you you mentioned nonviolent communication is one of my study books yeah Tools I implemented, but you did a shtick about nonviolent communication, how it gets implemented. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that? It just had me on the floor. <laughs> how, how some people might apply nonviolent communication. You know. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember it, but it it it, um, it often shows up with a lot of um, um, 
demands on the other <laughs> person. <laughs> like I am, uh, let's see. Do you remember how I did it? Something like, I feel, I feel that you're eating chewing gum or chewing gum right now is uh, really offensive to me. <laughs> and um, I feel that what I need is um, you to step outside. <laughs> exactly. Really to stop need. doing that. I really yeah. need you to stop doing that so I can feel good again. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's, that's how I see non-myeline communication getting um, implemented a lot. It's, it's still projection. It's you, what you're doing makes me feel this, so you need to stop. Yeah, I'm going to use this tool to control you. Yes, and look at me, I'm using nonviolent communication, (laughs) so I'm showing up with my half. I'm really doing everything right, and you need to change. See how I use the magic words of, you make me feel this yeah one of the one of the ones i was guilty of that was just like really humbling um and and i and i think maybe i'd already read john gottman and he mm. talked about bids and how how is a bid responded in like that moment of okay is, is that person turning towards you with a yes present with you are they turning away mm. you know which is a very uh subtle small thing mm-hmm. you know and i was losing that connection it was with a friend and i was leapfrogging ahead of what he was saying i was like oh yeah 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 this 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 but you know go on to the you know it was like i knew what he was going to say Mm-hmm. And he finally looks at me and he just shakes his head. He's like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. I'm like, what? I'm like, you don't know where I'm going. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know where you're going. You're going to cover this. So just like, you're wasting time. Move on. And he's just shaking. He says, that's not where I'm going. And he explained where I was going. I was like, oh, that is not that direction at all. There was a big and, but you turn, he made to something else. And I'm like, and he made me keenly aware of just how busy my mind was mm. pacing ahead of somebody, not only not paying attention to them, but not even really, I was just off in my own dream space of stories mm-hmm. and how disconnecting that was and how it, disconnecting that was for him. Yes how how just exasperating it was mm-hmm. to where he was ready to give up but he was like i'm going to make this effort for you gary <laughs> he's like i'm tired of this but i'm going to like ugh, pushed it out there to bring my attention to it mm-hmm. and it was like oh crap man i am a crappy listener mm-hmm. i have been doing this everywhere and i just began to see it and it was like oh boy And so that was a lot of disconnecting stuff. Yeah. Trying to get to more information and more stuff. I was just like losing the connection and losing a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful example. 
<laughs> just a beautiful no, example. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, what not to do? Okay. But yeah, but do. it's a beautiful example of it. Really puts it to the to the core of things, I think, too, because it's is our mind is so result oriented. Often, you know, it's trying to get somewhere. Like, and, and often it doesn't really know what that is. But it's just that program running of like, let's get to the point. Let's get to the solution. Let's let's. Uh, what is it? What is the core of this? Yeah, quit but, wasting time. Yeah. Yes, but what Be you said efficient. is like in there we lose connection. Like if we're focusing on result, if we're focusing on outcome, like something gets lost. And it's that exploration and hearing and feeling the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's like when our mind is focused on that. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're going to say. I'm yeah. just going to help you skip ahead to this yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> And if I'm and if I was doing that, what I realized if I was doing that in one conversation, I'm probably doing that in a lot of conversations. Yeah. And I'm not leaving space for them. Yeah. You know, so so there's and then there's a cascading effect. And uh, you know, John Gottman does a really good job of describing like that kind of disconnecting conversation, mm-hmm. those little elements that are in there thinking about what you're going to say or wishing this person would hurry up while they're talking like those micro moments build up. Yeah. You know, you know, and he could determine in those micro moments, studying someone, how they communicate with their partner, whether they were going to get divorced within a few years or not by like a 90, 95% mm. probability he could dial it in. Cause he'd watch these little micro moments of, of connection or disconnection. Yeah. And how a person is paying attention and how they respond. But that relationship is really happening in this micro moments. And if you're not aware of what's going on there, you can't change it. You're going to succumb to the habit. It's going to run its own course. Yeah. And you don't get to decide where you end up or break up mm-hmm. or fight or feel frustrated because you don't have, you don't even know what's going on at that level. Yeah. Can I can I make confessions too? Since we're we're sharing sharing about our our relationship mistakes or or think we're doing it right, think we know it. Were you thinking about what you wanted to talk about while I was describing this? <laughs> <laughs> no, totally not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yes, confession, please. I- <laughs> Give you absolution before I even know what it is. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, something that I find myself doing still that I'm practicing, but that was really big in my program and it's getting better. I'm learning um, is projection onto others in conversations of instead of saying, I want this or I feel tired and therefore I'd like to go home now or I feel unsafe or insecure in this situation and I need some help navigating it or whatever it is Uh, or I want to have um, sushi tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say, I would ask, them questions. I would say, how do you feel about sushi? 
or how do you feel about leaving now and going home? So always checking in with them first, instead of expressing my need, expressing from what I feel and want, which makes things complicated. What what would be the consequences and results of that kind of, (laughs) that style of indirect communication or lack of clear communication? Often that I wouldn't get what I wanted, you know, and because I'm not expressing what I want, I'm 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 asking them, but I'm hoping for a certain outcome. Since I'm tired and want to go home, I'm hoping that they will say they're tired and want to go home. And how would you feel if they're like, "Oh, this is I'm having a great time. We're going to stay." Yeah, stay. I I would feel probably a, a bit dropped and like not supported and not heard but I haven't yeah. clearly communicated anything to yeah. be heard and felt <laughs> and understood with. So I'm just hoping that they, and, yeah. and I was very unaware of this. I didn't even know like what was driving this. And it was of course that I would, I was feeling unsafe expressing what I was feeling. Like I didn't have any training in that. And in my earlier childhood experience of, of that, that, that didn't go very well. <laughs> so I had learned to check in with others. I learned to be a little vigilant and like, how do you feel about this? Would this be okay to put that first before expressing, taking that leap of saying, I want this. How about you? Yeah. What do you want? That felt scary yeah. to, it and it was very unconscious. That. It wasn't, it was, this wasn't a conscious choice of like, I'm going to choose to say it this way instead of that, because that feels scary. It's like, no, it was just programmed in, in me. It came out that way, completely unaware yes. that you weren't in touch with what you want and you weren't asking for what you want, but yeah. you were disappointed with this person and they were disconnected from you. If yeah. They didn't say they wanted what you wanted without knowing what it was. Yeah. Yes. That was a disconnecting experience, unsupported experience. And yes. So that was not my even, not very, even knowing how you got there. Yes. It was my very hidden cloaked bid. <laughs> like <laughs> when I was actually saying, like, hey, I feel tired and I'd like to go home. Um, how do you feel about that? But yeah, I would say like I would skip the part of what I was feeling and just saying, Yeah. How do you feel about going home? <laughs> And 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 helping me, dice. yeah, and, and help and help me doing that. Like it created so much more, of course, safety and confidence with being what with what I was feeling, because that's what I realized I didn't have training in. Like to stand for what I was feeling that that wasn't good or bad or right or wrong. It was just like this is what I'm experiencing right now, and this is what's here. Instead of putting on the mask and the image of perfection, this is what I should be feeling. This is the kind of partner I should be or want to do. Growth opportunities. Growth opportunities to uncover your own belief systems, your own limiting paradigms in in relationships. Yeah. And grow out of them to get out of those fears, to get out of those limited 
victim identities, not enough identities, living small identities, and instead growing in a conscious way towards love by having a partner that's supportive to talk those things out because they'll listen and hold space for you to kind of go, why did I ask for what I want? Why didn't I get what I want? Why Mm -hmm. is this happening? And will you ask me some questions to figure this out? How I ended up feeling this. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm keep bringing my half of that paradigm that will keep getting fulfilled again and again. I will keep feeling unmet because I'm not speaking about my need and my want to. Yeah. And of and of, and of course it, uh, it it you know wasn't your fault that you didn't get what you want you know that's how we go like uh, why am I not getting what I want why yeah. are they doing this yeah is how we we our, our first tendency is to look outward with the blame yeah blame mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I think there's there's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of room for growth. There are a lot of uh, ways that our minds trick us into thinking we know this stuff because we have read a book or because, yeah, we watched a YouTube video. And that's where I'm, yeah, I'm really passionate about. And I know like how we do it, like let get people to experience it because that's how I want to do it for myself. (laughs) Have the experience. What is it? So uh, that experience is coming up in the workshop. Yeah. That opportunity is going to come up. Yeah. And. And it's a week. I'm I'm excited that it's a weekend workshop. It's like you don't have to commit to a long six month process or anything, but because there's a lot of change and insights and experiences that can happen just in that kind of intensive formats of. Um, so I'm happy that we're offering yeah. it as a workshop. Yeah. Accessible. We'll put that put that put that into motion and put the tools in place and then people start practicing. They're like, yeah. Just see how far it can go. It yeah, starts, exactly. starts a chain of events of growth. Yes. So, yeah. Um I think we will wrap up. Yeah. Of course, we're over time that we thought we'd do. Okay. <laughs> Let's laugh at the do, plan. Yes, Take time we, to laugh at the plan. Yes. Are we ever on on time with? <laughs> we're, on, we're, we're always on time. The always plan on is time. always off. Exactly. And the plan is always off. Yes. Um, but I want to keep having this conversation because I feel there's something that we haven't really gotten to. Like something that is there in, in all of this that we're talking about, like a little secret ingredient? Because we're touching do, do, on it. Do you know what the secret is? Oh. Of is course it a secret? I know the it's secret. Like, <laughs> <laughs> secret ingredient to... It's like a key component to everything that we've been talking about. I hear us touching on it. I hear us describing it in different words, but I think there's a way to talk about it, to, to distill it down so that okay. we can do, you know, the alchemy. We, we distill it down okay. to the components and then we can put it together to a okay. beautiful masterpiece. So it's uh, yes. I want to, I want to, how do you feel about having a new conversation about that 
secret ingredient. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think I know the secret ingredient. Yeah. Uh, that deserves some more exploration. Yes. It's a big topic on its own. We've mentioned it, but we haven't, like, yeah, distilled it, mm-hmm. broken it down. I wouldn't know. That's hard to do. Yeah. It's in there. It's in this It's in this audio. It's mentioned. Yeah. Mentioned before in webinars and things, but it's like, okay. Are you asking people to go, go play Finding Waldo or... Go go find the see if you can figure out the ingredient and and find out in the next podcast what the heck we're going to talk about. Yeah, listen again and uh, see if you can figure out the secret ingredient. What is the secret ingredient that makes that different kind of relationship conversation work? There's often a way that's healing and growth and loving and nurturing and connection as opposed to drama. Yes. Okay. And that I hear is often skipped in many of the more heady approaches to relationship and like here, here's, here's the checklist, here's the things to do or practice communication. But I feel like they don't lay out this foundation. Yes. Let's have one more conversation for the workshop. um, And you have time folks out there listening to guess what is this ingredient? This alchemical ingredient to make your relationship connections happen in a different way. Yeah. Magical way where the magic happens in that zone. Yeah. Not in the comfortable zone of stagnation and ego programs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leave it here. Yes. I feel good about that. To be, to be continued. This is Gary Van Warmerdam and Eva Berunius. And I'm with the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. And you're also visiting the Uncover You podcast. I've been multiple places at once. Yeah. I always felt disembodied and multi-personality. <laughs> so this makes a lot of sense. There you go. Okay. Mm. Thank you. And we'll see you all soon. Thank you.